The next session is the growth gap traps. If you have dreams, goals, or aspirations, you need to grow to achieve them. But if you're like I was, and if you're like most people, you have one or more mistaken beliefs that creates a gap that keeps you from growing and reaching your potential. Take a look at the following eight misconceptions about growth that may be holding you back from being as intentional as you need to be. One, the assumption gap. I assume that I will automatically grow. When we are children, our bodies grow automatically. A year goes by and we become taller, stronger, more capable of doing new things and facing new challenges. I think many people carry into adulthood a subconscious belief that mental, spiritual, and emotional growth follows a similar pattern. Time goes by and we simply get better. We're like Charlie Brown in Charles Scow's Peanuts comic strip, who once said, I think I've discovered the secret of life. You just hang around until you get used to it. The problem is that we don't improve by simply leaving. We have to be intentional about it. Musician Bruce Springsteen commented, A time comes when you need to stop waiting for the man you want to become and start being the man you want to be. No one improves by accident. Personal growth doesn't just happen on its own. And once you are done... With your formal education, you must take complete ownership of the growth process because nobody else will do it for you. As Mitchell D. Montaigne observed, no wind favors him who has no destined port. If you want your life to improve, you must improve yourself. You must make that a tangible target. Remember, the words of Bruce Springsteen, a time comes when you need to stop waiting for the man you want to become and start being the man you want to be. Two, the knowledge gap. I don't know how to grow. After my meeting with Kurt Kampmere, I talked to everybody I knew and asked The same question Court had asked me, do you have a growth plan? I was hoping that somebody had figured this out and I could simply learn from him. Not one person said yes. Nobody in my world had a plan for growing and improving. I didn't know how to grow and neither did they. Designer, artist, and consultant Loretta Staples says, If you're clear with what you want, the world responds with clarity. I knew what I wanted. I wanted to grow into the new job I was taking. I wanted to become someone capable of accomplishing the big goals I had set for myself. I just needed a way to do that. Many people learn only from the school of hard knocks. Difficult experiences teach them lessons the hard way. 
and the change. Sometimes for the better, some other times for the worse. The lessons are random and difficult. It's much better to plan your growth intentionally. You decide where you need to, where you need or want to grow. You choose what you will learn, and you follow through with discipline, going at the pace you set. After I met with Court and came to realize that I didn't know anyone else who could help me. My wife, Margaret, and I talked about ways we could scrimp, save, and go without to put aside $799. You have to remember that this was before credit cards. I skipped lunches. We canceled the vacation we had planned to take. We made do. It took us six months, but finally we did it. You can't imagine my excitement as I opened up the growth kit and started to flip through the five areas it covered. Attitude, goals, discipline, measurement, and consistency. I look back now and I see how basic those things were that the kids taught me. But that's what I needed. Learning those lessons opened the door of personal growth. A crack for me. And through that crack, I began to see growth opportunities everywhere. My world began to open up and I accomplished more. I learned more. I was able to lead and help others more. Other opportunities began to present themselves. My world expanded. Outside of my faith, the decision to grow has impacted my life more than any other. 3. The timing gap It's not the right time to begin. When I was a kid, one of my father's favorite readers to us went like this. Five frogs are sitting on a log. Four decide to jump off. How many are left? The first time he asked me, I answered one. No, he responded. Five. Why? Because there's a difference between deciding and doing. That was a point that dad often drove home with us. American politician Frank Clark said, What great accomplishments we had had we would have in the world if everybody had done what they intended to do. Most people don't act as quickly as they should on things. They find themselves subject to the law of diminishing intent, which says the longer you wait to do something you should do now, the greater the odds that you will never actually do it. Back when I was deciding whether to try to buy that first personal growth plan. In a way, I was lucky because I knew I was added to a job where I would be in a way over my head. I would be challenged beyond anything I'd ever done before. I would be under a microscope with high expectations, some for me to succeed 
some for me to feel from everyone who knew me. And I knew that if I didn't get better as a leader, I would fail. That prompted me to act as quickly as I could. Remember, the law of diminishing intent says, the longer you wait to do something you should do now, the greater the odds that you will never actually do it. You may be under similar personal or professional pressure right now. If you are, probably anxious to start growing and developing. But what if you're not? Whether you feel prompted to or not, now is the time to start growing. Also, and Professor Leo Buscalgier asserted, Life lived for tomorrow will always be a day away from being realized. The reality is that you will never get much done unless you go ahead and do it before you are ready. If you're not ready intentionally, if you're not already intentionally growing, you need to get started today. If you don't, you may reach some goals which you can celebrate, but you will eventually plateau. Once you start growing intentionally, you can keep growing and keep asking, what's next? Four, the mistake gap. I'm afraid of making mistakes. Growing can be a mercy business. It means admitting you don't have the answers. It requires making mistakes. It can make you look foolish. Most people don't enjoy that. But that is the price of admission if you want to improve. Years ago, I wrote a story and read a quote by Robert H. Schuller who said, What would you attempt to do if you knew you wouldn't fail? What would you attempt to do if you knew you wouldn't fail? Those words encouraged me to try things that I believed were beyond my capabilities. They also inspired me to write the book, Failing Forward. When I received the first copy of that book from the pub publisher, I immediately wrote a thank you in it to Dr. Schuller and signed it to him. And I made a trip to Garden Grove so I could present it to him and thank him for the positive influence he had on my life. A photograph that was taken of us on that day sits on the desk in my office as a reminder of his investment in me. If you want to grow, you need to get over any fear you may have of making mistakes. As author and Professor Warren Bennis asserts, a mistake is simply another way of doing things. To become intentional about growing, expect to make mistakes every day and welcome them as a sign that you're moving in the right direction. Remember that a mistake is simply another way of doing things. Warren Bernice 
The fifth good gap is the perfection gap. I have to find the best way before I start. Similar to the mistake gap is the perfection gap, the desire to find the best way to get started in a growth plan. When Kurt presented me with the idea of a growth plan, I went looking for the best way. But what I discovered is that I had it backward. I had to get started if I wanted to find the best way. It's similar to driving on an unfamiliar road at night. Ideally, you would like to be able to see your own route before you begin. But you see it progressively. As you move forward, a little more of the road is revealed to you. If you want to see more of the way, then get moving. Six, the inspiration gap. I don't feel like doing it. Many years ago, I was stuck in a doctor's waiting room for a really long time. So long, in fact, that I had completed all the work I'd brought with me for the wait and was looking for something productive to do. I flipped through a medical journal and found the following text, which has become one of my favorite examples of the inertia of motivation. And by the way, this was before Nike coined the phrase, just do it. We hear it almost every day, sigh, sigh and sigh. I just can't get myself motivated to lose weight, test my blood sugar etc. And we hear an equal number of sighs from diabetes educators who can't get their patients motivated to do the right things for their diabetes and health. We have news for you. Motivation is not going to strike you like lightning. And motivation is not something that someone else, nurse, doctor, family member, or whosoever can bestow or first on you. The whole idea of motivation is a trap. Forget motivation and just do it. Exercise, lose weight, test your blood sugar, or whatever. Do it without motivation and guess what? After you start doing the thing, that's when the motivation comes and makes it easy for you to keep on doing it. Motivation is like love and happiness. It's a byproduct. When you are actively engaged in doing something, it sneaks up and zaps. Zaps you when you least expect it. As avid psychologist Jerome Brunner says, you are more likely to act yourself into feeling than feel yourself into action. So act. Whatever it is you know you should do, do it. When Kurt suggested I needed to be intentional about growing, I have thousands of reasons not to do it. I didn't have the time, the money, the experience, and so on. I had only one reason to do it. I believed I should do it before time went by. I believed I should do it because I hoped it would make a difference. That certainly didn't feel inspirational, but I started. 
To my astonishment, after a year of dedicated growth, I started to pass some of my heroes. My reason for putting in the work changed from getting started to staying with it because it did make a difference. After that, I didn't want to miss a single day. You may not feel inspired to aggressively pursue a growth plan if you haven't started yet. If that's the case, please trust me when I say that the reasons to keep growing far outweigh the reasons to start growing. And you discover the reasons to stay with growth only if you stick with it long enough to start reaping the benefits. So make a commitment to yourself to start and stick with it for at least 12 months. If you do, you will fall in love with the process and you'll be able to look back at the end of that year and see how far you've come. Other growth gap traps we have are the comparison gap. Others are better than I am. The expectation gap. I thought it would be easier than this. Well, here's one thing you must note. No successful person who thinks growth comes quickly and climbs to the top so easy. It just doesn't happen. People create their own luck. How? Yes, the formula. Preparation, which is growth, plus attitude, plus opportunity, plus action, which is doing something about it, equals luck. It all starts with preparation. Unfortunately, that takes time. But here's the best news, as Jim Rohn said. You cannot change your destiny or destination overnight, but you can change your direction overnight. If you want to reach your goals and fulfill your potential, become intentional about personal growth. It will change your life. Thank you for listening to this session. Right about now, We'll take your questions, insights, and thoughts. Do have a great time as we discuss further.